Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Husky Fan Podcast. Getting ready. When you're listening to this, it's probably going to be only a day away from Boise State, the start of the season. Jimmy the Gent, man, are you fired up? Fired up, buddy. I, You know, I just got done uh, wrapping up the Swamp Kings series on Netflix. And it's got me juiced for the season. Loved that series. Loved learning about that Gator team and Urban Meyer and all the craziness behind the scenes. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but it got me juiced for the season, man. I mean, you're talking about playmakers. You got the Tebow story. You got Brandon Spikes. It was really centered around those guys. But boy, the way those guys trained, I'm just makes me wonder: is our dogs training the same level of intensity? I mean, are they just crushing themselves at midnight till two in the morning working out in their midnight workouts? So it makes it just makes me think: is our team ready for that national title run? Because boy, I tell you what. It is, uh, it is a grind. And and now, granted, you know the, the matchups that Florida was facing, you know, in regards to, to the teams um, they had to go against. I mean, I think there's some teams this year in the in the uh, the defunct Pac-12 that, you know, are going to test this team. But first and foremost, they have to win on Saturday. Yeah. It's not an it's not an easy schedule compare and saying that nominally is true, but also relatively. Like if you're saying it versus last year and versus that 2016 to 2019 period, um, it's it, it's not an easy schedule. I mean, clearly there are quite a few spots where we could trip up, but I think that I, I think that we have the coach and that our players are doing all those things that other championship teams do. I, I think one, not to trail off into something else, but one of the questions is, do we have an elite talent? Do we have enough elite talent to win mm-hmm. a national championship? I mean, probably not just because there's Georgia and, and teams like that. But I, I think we have the coach. I think we have the quarterback and I think that we have the team chemistry. And so the question for me is, you know, as the season goes on and there's injuries, do we have enough elite talent? to be a top five team and make the playoff and be competitive in a playoff game. That, that, that to me, I think is the, when we're, you're talking about playoff and national championship, that to me is the one issue I see. Well, you know, when we were talking with tech and we had our little, you know, our last pod and we were talking about team chemistry and all those things in Swamp Kings, Tebow was talking about, you know, the year they won the national championship was, the chemistry and the brotherhood in the locker room. And they had all guys that were all in. I don't know if you, I don't know if you had a chance to watch it yet, but Brandon Seiler was a, was a senior linebacker and Spice was backing him up. And uh, Seiler, man, I mean, the, the intensity, the focus, the want to, the desire uh, was absolutely incredible. And you've got to have that. When you talk about, right, the, you know, the Georgias and the Alabamas, just loaded with the talent. You know, they're now granted, look, Florida had some really good players. I mean, they had Percy Harvin, who was insane in college. You know, they obviously had a lot of really, really talented, high, uh, rec- highly recruited players. But, uh, you know, you if you don't have that team chemistry and all those pieces in place, you know, it, it, even with even with great talent, it, it still makes it very hard. If you have a frayed locker room, 
you know, a coach that's not fully invested and their mind's not right, you know, that, that can derail a season. So do we have enough elite talent to get to the playoff, at least the top four? I think it's there, especially if you avoid injury. I mean, we have some really good players at key positions, as we've talked about ad nauseum. If this team appears to have that chemistry, and I didn't get a chance to listen to Softy's interviews with the players. I know you you instructed me to do so, and I, I failed you in doing that. It just slipped my mind. But uh, from what it, it appears from the outside that this team has the brotherhood that we want in a championship team. Yeah, and, and I, I think yeah, I think the interviews are from Raise the Wolf. I think he had three or four of them just with a couple players here and there. And uh, to me, they, the players just sound like that they they are extremely focused and they know that they're going to be really good. Like they know that they're going to be really good, but that it's going to be a tough season. It's going to be a long season and that they're, you know, this is a team that wants to play, you know, well into December and not some typical bowl game. Uh, and so you, to me, just you yeah, go ahead. Do you know who has the second longest active winning streak in the power five teams going into the season? I think that would be uh, the Washington Huskies. It would be. Do you know who uh, who's number one in that stat? Georgia. Correct. 17 game win streak. So Washington's. Has the second longest active winning streak with seven wins in a row. And as we talked about, the progression, getting better, not derailing, not Sark sucking it at the end of the year. We have a, we have a team on the rise. And, you, you know, now with the seven wins and you have a huge season, you're talking about like you're pushing what, like 20 wins in a row. I mean, that's. What did the Huskies have in the national title run? They had what twenty-two games in a row they were winning. I think so, twenty-two, twenty-three, yeah, something I think like that. Right, twenty-three. I think USC in the early two thousands had. I think I want to say thirty-three around and, that number. You know, when Urban was talking about all the pressure and, and continuing to win, like the team got super tight about not having that that one loss, right? Like it was just hanging over their head of you know not losing that next game. It's like mindset, having a you know, having a, the mind right is going to be so important for this team. And and, and look, I mean, you got to get past Boise State. I, I think from what I've seen, and now I know we're this is the play, preview to Saturday, but right, you know, Tulsa is not going to be a slouch squad. I I don't know Michigan State's roster. I'm just looking at the first three. I mean, Michigan State's roster has been turned over. I mean. Do they have the revenge factor enough? I mean, a ton of guys. I, I mean, they probably they probably do. I mean, there's that, and it's a grass field. But you know, their quarterback transferred. Their best receiver, who I think you know, he had some big catches against us last year. He transferred, and we know that Mel Tucker is. I mean, please. Yeah. I mean no. that that guy hasn't proven anything. He he got lucky with the you know they had that great running back that's on the Seahawks now. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so I but but I I think no, your point is well taken. Is that this team you cannot take any weeks off? Hell no. That all all these teams are. I mean, I don't want to say every team, but let's just say there's quite a few teams on this schedule that they're capable 
of beating you if you don't come out and have, you know, at least like a C plus or a B minus game. I mean, you you go play Arizona, you lay an egg, and that guy has the same that quarterback has the same game he had last year against us. That that could be a game that goes down to the wire. Sure. You know, Certainly. Oregon State at the end of the season. I'm not particularly worried about them. I know a lot of people are, but you know, that's a I, that's a game where I could see us winning by you know 30 points or winning by three. You know, or or getting upset. Sure. Um. So there's there's you know, and you still got to play Oregon and USC, and at least that's what most people think those are, you know, 50 50 games. So and you have Utah on top of that now. Granted, I mean, the game tonight, that just showed you uh, what a well-coached team and a well-run program against one that's not. I know that Florida's rebuilding. I'm not trying to you know be negative on that coach because he's only had one year. But you could just uh, – Florida has players, but you could just see, you know, they didn't have an offense. Uh, and Utah was – I mean, they weren't – you know, they weren't that great, honestly. It was just Florida was really terrible. Like, well, they you, just, they just you think nothing. Napier's got it? I mean, do you think Napier's got it? Well, I don't, but I just think sometimes, you know, it, it when you listen to, you know, all the Peterson talked about the cultural experts and having to change all that, you know, it 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 took yeah, of course, um, it's, it's it, it it can it can take two years. So I don't, I mean, it, you know, I don't follow it well enough. I'm just saying um, sure. that sure. even if that guy's a good coach, he's only one year in, and he, he you know, they. They just well, don't Utah's have it. To, they don't have it together. Utah's going to be good. I mean, yeah, they'll they'll be a, yeah they'll be a solid team. But but yeah, just but yeah. So there there are so this yeah this I'm not trying to downplay the schedule like I have. It definitely is tougher. But yeah, it ha, it, it it will force us to have that like championship mindset like every week. Well, I, I'd be thrilled if the outcome was similar to. The last time we played Boise State in 2013, I, or the or the 20 look, even the 2019 that Las Vegas bowl game, the last Peterson, right? True. Game, yeah, I mean, yeah. Boise State, they're Sagarin. They were a top 30 or top 25 team, and yeah, I just spent the last home game. But yeah, yes. and we, I know, and we destroyed them. But yeah, yeah, yeah 500 even, yards of offense. Yeah, in 2013 as well, we also destroyed yeah. them. And and looking, you know, Boise, they are saying they're going to be pretty good this year. But I I I hope we come out and just honestly put people on notice. You know, I hope we can be I hope we can be one of those teams that like we're really good to start the season and we're going to you know improve. You know, we might have some bumps here and there, but we're going to improve all the way through it. Can you confirm one one tidbit that I I read? Is a true freshman starting at safety for Boise State? Do, do you know that? Yes or no? Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, he's, a, he's, I a, he's supposed to be a player, though, supposedly. Well, I mean, sure, but you know, has he faced a Penix with you know three really good receivers and tight ends? No, and that's the other thing. I mean. Boise, there's Boise State's strength is going to be offense. It's going to be the quarterback in the run Correct. game. But I know last year they had a good defense, but they they played a terrible schedule. I mean, they in in, in Sagarin they were ranked in the fifties. So this was not this was not a good team. And you look at their past defense last year and their statistics, like they didn't play any. Like Jake Hayner was the one good quarterback. They like they didn't play. You know, Oregon State threw for like 300 yards against them. 
you know, which which basically had no pass off. So th- their defense did not face any. I mean, if their defense was facing, um, you know, Jake Browning or like Keith Price, I mean, those guys would light them up. I mean, the Penix is a whole nother. This is a whole nother type of quarterback. So yeah, their entire secondary is gone from last year. So th- I mean, th- this this is a game where we sh- we should have thirty five points at halftime. Like just boom, just like blow them out of the building in the first half. Like it should be that type of game. I, I you know, I, I was thinking about you know hot takes, bold predictions, and whatnot. I, I I predict this is one of my one thing I think we'll see on I think I think Denzel I think Denzel Boston uh is gonna catch a fifty yarder for take it to the house. I think he's gonna have a fifty yard touchdown in this game. I think uh I think we're gonna have a little couple surprises on Saturday. And I think Boston's gonna be one of those guys. Yeah, he's been getting a lot of pub from everyone. So he's definitely a guy to watch. It, it's I it's a good pick by you, brother. Yeah, I mean that's one thing. Um, one thing I think we'll see on Saturday. But yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I I want that same deal. Put put people on notice, and what you know, show a little bit of the playbook. Give these teams a lot to think about early. Why not? You know, you always heard that. Well, I'm going to keep the offense vanilla. I'm not going to show too much or blah blah blah. No, 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 no. Let let let's let's give. Let's give the opponents a lot to think about, and let's start it on Saturday. Yeah. And so they, they the one thing is they they do their quarterback. He is good. He's athletic. He's a good runner. It looks yeah. like he has an arm. I don't know how accurate he is. They do have, it looks like, two pretty good running backs, but they aren't really speed guys. So that's the strength of their team. So I, I think – I, I think that for our defense, like it will be a good test the first week. Yeah, I mean, running quarterbacks have always been tough to defend. I mean, that guy looks pretty long and lean, too. He's got a, quite the stride, it appears. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think there's going to be – this is going to be a test defensively. We're going to see a lot. And uh, w- one thing this team can't afford is injuries. Right. I mean, most teams cannot, but I really like our starting lineups. But, you know, in some spots, it's a little get a little worried about our depth. Um, and, and But like I said, that goes for most teams in the right. country. Uh, let, let's come out Saturday very healthy. That is certainly one thing. Yeah. I mean, we, we yeah, we need Trice and Eddie. I mean, Penix is obvious, but after that, I would say Trice and Eddie. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean pe- people really forget. I mean, Eddie Ulafosio in 2020, I think he was like an honorable mention All-American. And he even just playing a little bit at the end of last year, he caused the guy to slip and fall in the Oregon game. He blocked the yeah. punt in the bowl game. And so, if he, yeah, I mean, if he's fully healthy and we have a full season of him, and you get in, let's just say ZTF is like, he's, he, he's not, he doesn't have to be like the God status. He was in the COVID season, yeah. but like if it, even Yogi Roth, like treated, uh, tweeted something that like, he thinks he's going to, you know, have a big comeback year or, you know, whatever. But like, if you get 80 or 85% of that ZTF and you have a full season of Eddie and of course with Trice, I mean, th- those are some major playmakers i mean you you 
in so just just having one guy like remember you know the defense in 2018 you know bbk was like everywhere you know he made like 200 tackles on this and then you lost him in 2019 you know the middle of the field was a huge problem you know until they started playing eddie you know but that was when the season was already over but anyway yeah you you stick in a guy like that and then you have you know trice and and z just those three guys are I mean, that, like, playmaking ability, that's going to be huge for the defense. Yeah, yeah, it will be. And uh, if Asa Turner can take a big leap, um, that would also be just uh, enormous for this defense. If he, you know, he, he was a four-star guy, down to Washington, Notre Dame, down to the wire, obviously came here. Uh, it It would be huge for him to, to live up to the accolades and, and the hype and there would be no better year than this year for him to do that yeah i mean i honestly think the key player to the season i don't know call it the x factor or i, mean, I don't know if you can narrow it down to one player but i i would say on defense like if you could pick one player that would have like a just like a huge year. I mean, it would probably, it might be, I would say like Asa, Dom, or ZTF. I mean, Trice is obvious. We know what Eddie can bring, but like if you have like Dom and Asa, we've talked about it before, but if those guys are just playing at another level and they're just, you know, Asa gets interceptions, so he can be a playmaker. If yeah. you have him getting picks and Dom Hampton is out there just making tons of tackles, he's just being really physical and you know, you, you need that physicality on defense. You know, you need to scare the offense. Yeah. You know, like Certainly. the like the death row, you know, like the death row defense had several years ago. Certainly. Absolutely. And so yeah, I mean, I I I completely agree with you, brother, on Asa. And I just throw in Dom as well, because I mean we know that like great teams, they always have like good safeties. Well, and we, we feel like Dom's where he needs to be. You know, he, he needs to be closer to the line. He's such a physical guy. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what, 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 his, what his season shapes up to look like. And, and he's always been a favorite of the uh, Husky Fan podcast. He's, uh, he, he's kind of one of those guys that we've you – know, we're, we're ready for him to make that, that uh, shining moment having that shining season dominance and uh again let's have it be this year yeah it, yeah it, i mean he's not, yeah no, well i was well he he struggled at corner but i mean remember at the beginning of his career 2018 the pac-12 championship game he injured britain covey which i mean that was a pretty big you know that was a close game and a special teams play could have helped them out a lot um, so, I mean, that was a thing that he did during that season. And I know, I forget what season it was. It might've been the 21 season. I think he was special teams player of the year for UW. And if you look back, I mean, uh, I think, uh, who is the corner? He plays for the bears now. Kyler, like Kyler was, he, he was like special teams player of the year. And then he did really well the next year before that, um, who is the guy we had on our podcast? God, I forget his name. I don't know if he's still in the NFL. Um, he was a middle okay. linebacker. Um, he was from, you know, the Bay Area. 
Oh, uh, oh, geez, this is bad. Yeah, I, I can not remember. His dad was involved. Oh, not uh, not not a, not Azim. You're the, you're, uh, but it was the guy yeah. after Azim. Uh, oh. God, I God, I, I I see his face, but I can't think of his name. But he had some he huge hits. Yeah, he transferred to Illinois. He had some huge hits in 2017 on special yeah. teams. And then, you know, and then he left. He went to Illinois, but he made the NFL. And so my point is, it, it, there's a progression of guys who were they're doing really well on special teams. And then they, you know, did even better when they were playing full-time on defense. And you look at, I mean, that was 21 for Dom. Last year, he he was playing out of position. He was playing that Husky position. So now he's back to his normal position. So I, I think that will help a lot. But in addition to that, Jimmy, I just think that, I mean, I get the sense. I mean, maybe it's like a hope more than a sense. But I, you know, you look at those years where we had championship teams, you know, 2016, you know, 2018, maybe a little bit last year. And I, I just think you're going to see lots of guys level up. You're, you, you've like, you, you know, not you specifically, but maybe the fans kind of wrote them off. You know, like Jacob Bandis, for example. I mean, Fatui Tuitele. Like, these guys are four-star recruits. I mean, Tuitele has flashed a little bit at times. He's had injury problems. He said that now he feels the best and the strongest that he's felt. You know, Bandis has made a lot of progress the last two years. You know, he looked totally out of his league in the COVID season. And, I mean, these guys were blue-chip recruits. So, I think players like that, they just, you know, they, they progress and they improve. And now they're in their fourth or fifth year. Uh, you know, and you, you think about all, you know, all the intangibles and, you know, the brotherhood of the team and we can win a championship and, you know, causes all these guys to spend more time in the film room, eat healthier, you know, all those little things you were talking about. I just think when you factor those things in, like we're going to see a handful of these guys, like really like level up that, that most people are not expecting. And that, that, that's what we need. I mean, we need some unsuspecting guys to to to, to like you say level up. Well, and De- De- Denzel Boston is one uh, on, right. and Cam Davis was another. Unfortunately, um, yes. you know, and he's out for the year, which is terrible. But no, I mean, you're absolutely right. And so that's that's why I'm excited, or that's what I want to see. Like this game, beyond the obvious of just kicking the shit out of them from the start of the game, like I, I just want to see guys on defense and offense like wow that guy like he's much better than he was now, last season can, and i don't want to forget it because i meant to ask you this uh you know when when Penix gave the players the beat uh headphones and he, he came in on the gator <laughs> that reminded, yeah. reminded me of marshawn lynch <laughs> yeah yeah totally i had a little flashback there too but Penix looked big man he looked strong i mean i don't know if you got a look at him you know, the year prior to this year, if you have any insight to that, but boy, he looked like he was in incredible shape. I, I don't know if you saw him at, at, uh, you know, picture day or anything like that, but did you notice that? Or do you have any insight to that? You know, I have not checked out any old photos of Penix. Unfortunately, I, well, I didn't know maybe if you saw him, you know, last year to this year. Not well, that, that, I, I, don't, I mean, I can't remember. I know I texted you. I don't know if I said this on the podcast. I may have, but that was like my, my two big takeaways from picture day were like, number one, like these, this team looks incredibly lean. 
Like I didn't see all of the linemen. You know, I saw a few here and there. And obviously, you know, the freshman guys are not as the younger guys are not as um well formed as everybody else. But like aside from those spots, like damn, like every like the team just looks really lean. Like Eddie Ulafosio is two thirty six. Like yeah, Tupatala is like two forty. Like Dom Hampton, like when I saw him, like ten or fifteen yards, like like dude, dude looks like a linebacker. Then I'm standing like next to him, and like he doesn't. Like th- these guys look really, they look really lean to me, and so I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, Penix is put on, um, you know, put on some pounds just from adding muscle here and there. I mean, Richard Newton on the website, Dick Newton, he's listed at six foot two twenty three. I mean, Did, if he's I, a two hundred twenty three pound running back. <laughs> Dude, um, he he was fucking jacked. Like that guy was fucking jacked. So that that you know, and I like I like Dick Newton. I liked him a long time ago. He kind of fell off. He had the injury thing, kind of disappeared. But he just he I, I felt like every time he had an opportunity last year, he he made the most of it. He had really he had some really big time plays. I mean, if he's truly six foot two twenty three, I mean that is a big man at running back. And, yeah, and, and I think, had, yeah, I mean, another, Dom, I, they have him at six three two twenty. I, yeah, Dom, I mean, Dom kind of looks like a linebacker from far away. Dylan Johnson, six foot two eighteen. Um, I mean, that's some, that's some size in the backfield. Yeah, and the other thing is like Will Nixon has really flashed, and uh, Daniel Nagata. I, that, I mean, that guy was a pretty big four-star recruit. I mean, Arizona State. I mean, look what's happened to that program. So, in in DeBoer, I mean, to your point about Dick Newton, like him excelling, you know, every time he was in the game list. I mean, he had a lot of carries in the bowl game, so he did a good job. But DeBoer, and this is, I mean, it sounds like fluff, but DeBoer knows how to use these guys. Like, he has a purpose for all these players. He's not just, like, taking some random guy like, oh, well, this guy was a good back here. He was a four-star. Like, he has talent. Let's get – like, he has a specific purpose for all of these players individually. I mean, Wayne Talapapa, I remember, you know, talking to Dennis before last season, and he was saying, like – he's saying, like, I watched this guy's film for Virginia, and he looked terrible. Like, I have – he's like, I don't know, like, what DeBoer sees in this guy, but, like, he really knows – how to use players. So I, I think he's going to get something out of him that like we're missing. And, you know, I mean, Talapapa, you know, he had a solid season. He was great at the end of the season. He was running yeah. all over Texas in the bowl game, running all over blue chip recruits. So, you know, DeBoer, I mean, he really knows how to use all these guys. And so I think he can, you know, it sucks for Cam and it sucks for the team, but I th- I think he's going to be able to get, um, you know, use all these guys like in the the best way and get the most out of them, in a way that you know helps the team the most. What what's the status on Tybo playing? Do we anticipate he's going to get any touches, or do you think it'll be, you know, Johnson, Newton, Will Nixon kind of committee or what? What do you see I, you know, I read something that, uh, oh, I forgot what it said. It said, I don't know, maybe Tybo might, um, yeah, it's a good question. I, I forget what I read, but you know, what I was told is that as soon as, you know, Cam, they knew he was out for the season, 
that they started getting Tybo ready. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, so he looks really good. I mean, the film of him looked really good. I mean, and we know that freshman running backs, like they can make, um, yeah, they can, they make, can make a impact. big impact. Yeah. And look, this this is a long season. If you're going to be in there playing, you know, 14, 14 games, yeah. hopefully 15 games, you're going to yeah. need multiple tailbacks. And what, yeah, for sure. And what, and I, I know I'm jumping but here, but what, what do you know about Brailsford? Uh, he looks like another Nick Harris, but they expect him to get uh, a lot bigger. And just he, he is uh, supposedly... I don't want to say exceptional, but let's just say supposedly he's very, very good in the run game. Hmm. And that he just, um, yeah, he was, you know, he was the best for that spot and that eventually he might slide back to center, but yeah, think Nick Harris, but think probably more talent, but is Nick Harris still in the NFL? He, he is. Yes. Wow. Is that's, a, that's yeah. I'm pretty, yeah, I was checking on that. I'm pretty certain he's still in the league. Um, well, you know, not to real quick, you know, Gaskin's at Minnesota looks good in purple, but, uh, they, after they did that, I think Miami just put, uh, uh, what's his name? Ahmed. No, Ahmed. So there, no, the guy he played at the San Francisco, Jeff Wilson, I think he just went on the IR and then they just, I think they just, I think it was right after they let go of Gaskin. So bad, bad timing for the Dolphins. Damn. Yeah, whatever, I guess. Yeah. Uh so anyway. Um yeah, I What about Himes? I'm just throwing out names. What about Maurice Himes? I always I loved watching that guy play garbage time, man. He was a beast. Yeah, you know, his name hasn't come up that much. If we're talking about the pass rushing depth, and we haven't heard anything on Durfee and his eligibility, I haven't seen anything yeah. yet. But I, I think, yeah, and yeah, I hopefully, Himes. I, I know he had that bad injury in spring, um, but I think Himes is probably running third string. So first string you have Trice and ZTF. Second string you have Tanufi and uh, Durfee. Although there is, I forget the guys, and it's like Sakai something. So he, he, if Durfee is ineligible, he will be. Uh, so I, I guess Himes is running behind those guys. But yeah, yeah he definitely Oldsplaw, who's a red shirt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really optimistic on uh Void Tanufi as well. Like he's had eight sacks and eight. Yeah, I, like I mean that yeah. that I mean, yeah, that guy produces. And if you have if you have uh Trice and ZTF, obviously, and then Void can come in and he's gonna play the edge, which he's probably better suited to. You know, I, I think that that gives you uh, enough pass rushers. I mean, obviously, the hope is that Durfee is eligible. I was just fucking the NCAA is just a fucking joke. <laughs> Total disaster. Stupid. Um, but you know, I I think one issue is is Luke, Jeremiah Martin was really good in the run game. Yeah. So that's one particular issue that we have to be mindful of. Like, are are we? Defending the can run game on the edge is is, he, is ZTF improved? Can we be mindful about another topic? Another thing is that we wanted to bust this out. We're at nine forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> boy, yeah. Okay, let me, let's get into uh, questions. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've. Uh, yeah. 
good call. Um, bigger concern to have their big two-headed monster at Taylor or at uh, quarter or running back, excuse me, or Taylor Green, their quarterback. So, where are you more feel fearful of their uh, running back? Yeah, quarterback. Yeah, I'd agree, quarterback. Their running backs don't really have speed, so that doesn't concern me. Now watch them have some guy break off a big run after I say that. But yeah, I would agree with you, the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, no, it's certainly anytime you got a dual threat, he looks very athletic. Uh, definitely gives you headaches. Definitely, a but problem. I just hope we punish we punish him physically. Well, I mean, yeah. put teams on notice. Put on. That's right. Yeah. Take a shot. For sure. Next question. Who's your pick? Offense, defense, or special teams for a player who surprises on Saturday? You already said Denzel Boston, right? Yeah, I think he's going to have one big play. You know, if it, it, I mean, they're, they're so settled in, in, you know, all the positions. It's, it's going to be hard for – well, I mean, obviously running back is going to be more of a committee. But, you know, they have their wide receivers in place. The tight ends are set. Um, obviously panics. So, yeah, I, I think uh, I think we're gonna see a flash out of Denzel Boston uh, on, on Saturday. Now, what are we asking for defense? Oh, also defense and special teams. Uh, defensively, a guy will flash. Hmm. I think we're gonna see some play out of Tanufi. That's yeah. my guy, Tanufi. Yeah, no, boy, the, he gets sacks. Like, he's a productive player. Yeah, I, I think Tanufi is a guy I, uh, I'm i going to watch on Saturday. Yeah, I think for a player who surprises on defense, I'm going to say it's going to be one of the defensive tackles. I want to say Ale, Tuatele, mm-hmm. or uh, Bandis. I, like- I, think one, I think one of those three, or or all three of them. Like, look for... I just that's my prediction. Is like, yeah, that my prediction is just that the middle of the line is going to be a lot more stat. Like, I just want to see them just pushing guys right back. It's like what Passion says. What is it? Yeah. Push heat. from the middle and heat from the edge. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Let's see it. Yeah, as far as special teams, uh, I look for um, Nagata on a kickoff. Sure. Yeah, I like that. I like that pick because I didn't really have one. I don't know anything about the kicker. Who's our kicker? Who's our place? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's hope he's. Let's hope he gets a couple cracks at it. We gotta. Yeah. He needs some practice. We gotta see what this guy can do. That's another thing that could really derail your season. Yeah. Next question. Bigger concern for Saturday: tackling or kicking game? I would lean towards kicking game. Yep, I'm in the same boat. I mean, they're, they're aware they didn't tackle very well last year. I, I don't think that's lost on them, but yeah, kicking game is certainly a concern. I think they'll be, yeah, I think tackling will be a lot better. Uh, they're also, not to downgrade Boise, but I mean, they are a Mountain West. These are Mountain West players for the most part. I mean, they have, they have you know, good players here and there, but for the most part, um, you know, you're not, sure. de- you're not, dealing with like upper level 
P5 athletes. Correct. I'm, I'm sure the quarterback will make guys miss. Yeah, for uh, sure. Several yeah. times, but I, I bet we get some sacks too. Yeah. But that that's, yeah, for the defense, like, yeah, tackling, just, you know, minimal errors, but also, you know, big hits and maybe forcing some turnovers. Next question. Uh, yeah, we'll do score prediction at the end. If we can step up and stop the run, who is the key contributor to that? Yeah, folks, yeah. Yeah, Eddie, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah and I, but I also think talking about the defensive tackles, um, you know, and, and don't forget Thule, Thule, Latuli Gasanoa. That's right. Oh, shit, of course. How can we forget? I mean, he's he's a really good player. <laughs> he's a really good player. I mean, yeah. I mean. So, I yeah, I, I think. On, I think the right. second time we've, when we've worked through the defense, we've talked through the defense. Like, oh, we like this defense. Yeah. <laughs> we Yeah, I mean, we. Uh, yeah, we forgot about Thule. Is Nish Powell, you know, I have some redemption. I mean. Remember all yeah. the, all the run that Lake gave that kid early on? Yeah. Well, and I, I think that a lot of guys like that, you have to, and this is one thing that Dom mentioned to me, because I had, you know, I talked to Dom for like three or four minutes. And he said, you know, we're this is this he said, this is the second year of this defense. So it's right. gonna be much it's gonna be much easier for them. You know, they they know it really well now. I mean, those were not his exact words, but more or less. Comfortable, and it's this, like they're comfortable yeah, in the defense. Yeah. And, and it's another, and it's another, you know, not to go off on a tangent, but like, you know, these other teams that are taking, like I look at Oregon's defense, for example, they have four transfers that are starters. Like maybe they have another guy who's kind of close. So four or five guys, same thing with USC. I mean, both these teams are plugging guys in these transfers into their new offensive line. Like it's one thing if you're a transfer and you're like a quarterback or you're a wide receiver or a running back. Sure. That's a lot easier to do. Now, if you're just thrust into these other positions with, I mean, you don't know the defense and, you know, may in, in, you know, unless you're like a real elite talent where you can just use your talent to, you know, be really effective and productive. Like it, it's sure. not, it's not going to be smooth sailing. I mean, look at last year. Remember we were optimistic on, I mean, I was on Perryman and also Cam Bright. You know, we're like, look at Cam Bright. He was almost like an all Big East player. You know, Perryman, he was doing really well in camp. Uh, you know, Perryman, you know, was terrible. I mean, granted, he had injuries, but, you know, that was like, a, he he was almost a zero for us. Yeah, he, it was. And like, Cam, was, I mean, Cam, and Cam Bright was like, he was like, okay. He wasn't yeah. even close to how he was. Yeah, he had, uh, I mean, he, had yeah, he had an awful play in the bowl game. He gave up a touchdown. He just let a guy just run right by him. But anyway, so that, yeah, I mean, my point with like, you know, all these other teams, it's like, oh, we're going to bring in, you know, this three or four transfer. Like, I just, I, I like what we have on defense. I mean, I know we're not going to be a top, you know, 15 or top 20 defense, but if we can, you know, stay healthy, if those guys can stay healthy, I think being in the second year, you know, getting a bunch of guys to level up and then you have stars like Trice and Eddie and, you know, maybe ZTF. You put all that together; they're all on the same page. Um, I, I, you know, I like that. I think it could be good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going way off topic, but yeah, no, uh, let's, go. let's keep. We'll up. do a let's score. Go. Yeah, we'll do a score prediction. Is the Arizona game a trap situation? 
Um, you know, I, I think potentially we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll talk about that game when it gets there. When yeah. Get there. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, yeah, talked about it at the beginning. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about when you know, that week ahead. You know, we'll see. We'll go, we'll go, go look at our team, get a little look at their team. You know, we'll see. It's, yeah. But on paper, it's concerning. <laughs> We've had some tough losses uh, in the desert. Let's but particularly particularly at ASU. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I've witnessed uh, many of those <laughs> in person. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we don't – we shouldn't overreact to the first game. It's a long season. The key is you want to get better. You know, you want to progress. I think yeah, the board – no, you know, game one, oh, they fucking suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, they're terrible. I mean, look, th- there's a lot of a lot of things happening in week one. You know, the legendary John James, that was your biggest approval of week two, right? Yeah, yeah. And that only counts for your team. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, you know, you can't you, – obviously, if things don't go as we expect, right, you know, you don't hit the panic button. You know, let, let's – obviously – you can't start the year off with a loss. That that's that's different. I'm talking about or, or catastrophic not, injuries. Yes, sure. Yeah. No. Then, yeah. All that in, all that in, <laughs> anticipation. Yeah. Penix comes that, out and like tweaks his knee on the second series or something. Yeah, it goes. You know, everything goes sideways fast. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm gonna be there. I'm I'm making the. I'm not, I'm oh, that's. There. I'm going to be there too. I'm, I'm really jacked up. And, and I, I think the crowd is going to be, um, I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Do we got to do, do, do we have a word on, on, uh, what do we think the stadium is going to look like on Saturday? I think yeah. it's going to be pretty, I think it's going to be pretty full. I mean, 60, uh, there, I, I don't know who tweeted it, you know, maybe Varel did or Christian Capel where they said 66 to 68,000 tickets have been sold. That's what they're expecting. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I looked on StubHub and um, that's a hot ticket. Yeah, a couple of days ago, like there were not, there were not that many great seats left. So well, I, I, just, I think this, I think this is going to be the best crowd. It should be better than Michigan State last year, and I mean that was a pretty good crowd. It wasn't, you know, it was, it wasn't, you know, that was what sixty two, sixty three, probably something like that. But I think it will be better than that. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to look good. Well, I just picked up my Oregon tickets tonight, so I'm going to be at Oregon, and I got at Michigan State. China Husky is now uh, uh, Michigan Husky. So, oh, he, he moved to Michigan. Yeah. Uh, well, China Husky is now Michigan Husky, and I'll I'll get to see him out there for Michigan State. So I'm going to make a I'm going to you know valiant effort and make some games this year, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. Is 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 China Husky the guy who's uh, not investing enough into the uh, pregame tailgate, or is that somebody else? I think that's somebody else. <laughs> you were talking about that on the last pod, or the one before that. What did I say? Oh yeah, oh, no. ha- ham- hamburger helper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. That. <laughs> that's his brother. Yeah, I. Still, I have confirmation. It's probably going to be Costco hot dogs with some beans. Uh, yeah, for that. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he, he's going to get the. He's going to go. 
<laughs> Frank's, they Frank's and off brand meats to put in the hamburger helper. The <laughs> he's gonna find the uh, the discounted meat that's about to go bad. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no, that's that's his brother. But uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, but yeah. in all honesty, I do hope we come out and we just look really, you know. Just like we're clearly the better team, like way more talented, and, yeah, and, that, and that, I, that would that would mean you come out and it's like twenty one zero or twenty one three, you know, or in the first quarter, and you're just yeah, yeah. physic. We're just dominating it, like physically, it just looks like two different teams, and that to me, because Boise State is not terrible, they're probably, you know, I don't know, I'm just guessing, maybe in the Pac twelve, they might be the fifth best. Excuse me. I'm just guessing, maybe the fifth best team or something. So sixth best. I mean, the conference is much better this year. So I don't know. It, it's something like that. But that's well, if you're fifth or sixth best in the Pac-12, then you better be ready to play. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's yeah. I mean, they last year they were in the Sagar and they were right around where Michigan State was. So, do we have more questions, or are we getting to predictions? Predictions. That's it, brother. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, we don't have Rody here tonight. So. Yeah. <laughs> miss, yeah. Miss, miss that guy. Yeah. 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 I miss. I miss him making fun of like uh, Seahawks fans in uh, South King County. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking. Like, of, I was thinking about that the other day. He always has a good. He always had a passionate opinion about <laughs> about Hawk fans. But was, he was shout out to the Hawk fans at least bringing back the old unis this year. Yeah, but he was right about. Didn't he say Sark was only going to last one year at USC? I got to go back and go, yeah, go back and I listen think he to said that. Two. I think he said two. I think he said one. He might have. Maybe I said two. You might be right. Yeah, yeah. Go back into the annals and and yeah. delete some of those too. <laughs> no. Well, am I going to predict? Am I going to predict? The floor is yours, Senator. Yeah, I've been I've been going back and forth. I've been dreaming about the game. I've been visualizing big, <laughs> big touchdowns. Uh, I, I've gone back and forth. I, you know, I'm going to – I've been leaning, you know, like 45 to 23, somewhere in that. What are we, two touchdown favorites for the game? Yeah. I believe. Yeah, I think we're going to have 45, 48 points, and I think Boise State's going to score, you know, 23 points, somewhere in that that realm. Maybe they might get a cheap touchdown because we got our backups in. But I, I expect fireworks on Saturday. So, I, you know, I, I would be disappointed with any score under 40 points. If they don't score more than 40 points, I will be disappointed. Yeah, they're – yeah, there is a one a one question. Should I take UW minus fourteen or the alt line minus twenty point five? What's the alt line? I have no idea. I'm not a gambler. Uh, you know, I don't. Yeah, I would take UW minus fourteen. I, I think we're gonna cover, and I think, um, yeah, and I I like your prediction because I think that you know, do, unlike you know, this is a game where if Sark was the coach, he would sc- he would score like fifty eight points. You know, because he would want to like run up the score like he did. Whereas DeBoer is the kind of coach where 
he he knows the game is over and it's one he's going to you know get in the backups and you know really not be concerned if the score looks um you know worse for us than it you know really is sure so yeah i yeah i will go with um and i i agree with i think boise state will they'll score late um yeah. agree uh, so I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with 48 to or 45 to 20. Okay, so we're 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 basically predicting the same score essentially. Yeah. No. Although at half at halftime, I got 35 mm. to six at halftime. Okay. I like that. I think that's reasonable. I'll go I'll go I'll go twenty eight. I'll go twenty eight six at halftime. Nice, nice. I like it. Yeah. Well let's hope we're right. All right. Any uh anything else we gotta mention? I feel this is a little short, but I mean we both got it. It's not short. It's not short. it is fifty two minutes. Fifty two wow. minutes, something like that. I mean, that's well let's uh, yeah. Well, we're uh, yeah, we're getting, we're almost a day away. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'll tell you, yeah, that. yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I think we're gonna have a lot of fun. And uh, you know, as the winds stack up, the crowds will get better and better. And that's why you know I went and just bought the Oregon tickets because you know if we're undefeated, they're undefeated. You know, that's gonna be yeah. A big- that will be a legit hot ticket. That will be a legit. Woodward would pool boy be proud. And, and, and let's give a quick shout out to the kickoff time tomorrow. Fan effing tastic. A twelve thirty kick. Hallelujah. Fuck yeah, brother. Yeah. I All right. On that boy. note, uh, yeah. Goodbye. Let's wrap. Let's wrap it up. Unless there's something else you got to no, say. Nothing else. Go dogs. Get the victory. Go dogs. And uh, yeah, there we go. Bye-bye.